It is now time to partner with Betfair and preview this Australia Day trophy program. They might have to rename that the Dig Deep trophy well, if he happens oh, to he, salute. Tell you what, if he gets the hat trick, I'll be uh, I'll be fairly loud on course. We can get a be optimistic Dig Deep double. I reckon Betfair that'll jump it. What will I jump at? 27, 140 to 1, I reckon, on well, the exchange. I think they'll both get the drifts. What, I think they'll both start a lot longer. What price was the slug yesterday? The slug was about 60, 70 bucks on, on, on the fair. fair. So, yeah. Um, yeah, that probably, I didn't think that was long enough either. I had him 101 bucks. I had her 101 dollars, I should say. But uh, Well, shout out to part owner and breeder. PK. Yeah, breeder. PK. Paul, Paul Huckle. Huckle. Yeah. He, um, Paul Huckle, a yeah, uh, friend of ours, and is, I'm also part of a punter syndicate with uh, Paul Huckle and he mentioned on our WhatsApp chat last night that um, after having a series of slow horses, he's he watched the replay 50 times of the slug running third last night. <laughs> Uh, the worst. The, I, I don't want to be the devil. I don't want to be the uh, bearer of bad news. But because he rang me afterwards and I said, uh, he goes, oh, how good, how good. And I said, if you watch the race, it was the perfect ride from Jade, and she got into the race at the best time at the right part of the track. Everything else was stopping on the rail, so it's going to mean that we start significantly shorter than we should next start. It's the type of run I would look at from a review perspective and say, well, that horse is going to be under the odds next start because it was uh, embellished. The run was a little bit, but. We ran third, nonetheless. I didn't back you're, it each. I didn't back it each way either, though. Geez, you're a buzzkill. Oh, you? You're absolutely. Yeah, I am you're a buzzkill. Buzz I am. You're right. I, there was no need to say yeah, that, was there? No, you just you yes. just dampened uh, um, yeah. one of your one of yeah, your friends. Yeah, I did actually. Yeah, I didn't want anyone else to be happy. Jeez, so, yeah. <laughs> I'm a prick, aren't I? <laughs> no. Um, so yes, getting back on track. We are recording the one one, the West Australian Racing Podcast, Terry, the West Australian Racing Podcast. At, uh, it's eleven thirty on Thursday, the twenty first of January. Pinjaro is on this afternoon. Esperance tomorrow. Seen to sin. Just going to yell out. Just going to yell one out at you. Seen to sin. Seen to sin. Odds are still. What's the time? Eleven thirty a.m. So yep. odds are still about three hours away. I've marked seen to sin because mm-hmm. you know basically the only place I'm making any money these days is uh, is somewhere deep country. Mm-hmm. Um, seen to sin two dollars seventy. So let's see what it goes up. Okay. Don't be afraid to have a, a little bit on and a board in race three. Very keen on the pair of them. So there you go. We're going to start with a couple. The Bay of Isles. Just the Bay of Isles. Yeah. yeah. And that's just, that's just, yeah, there's a few more as well. But okay. we'll, just, we'll keep those under the hat. But all uh, right. Jeez, all right. love it down there. Follow the flux. Mm. Follow the flux. Uh, <laughs> Ascot Saturday, a huge 10 race Batavia sprint event, feature event. Geraldton, Crayfish Coast this Sunday. And as we mentioned, we've got a Bunbury Turf Club Australia Day meeting on Tuesday, January 26th. So there is a bit happening from a WA racing point of view. Okay, BJ, stay tuned throughout the show for info on how you can enter the Mundaring Hotel's WA Racing Mastermind and the Market City Meets Get Out Stakes competitions. Housekeeping time, Terry. If you'd like to read my pre-markets preview, the leg up, jump on to bestbets.com.au and or the Oz Race website, the leg up. It's been out since 7 a.m. this morning. Mm. Uh, not forgetting, two of the very best, Terry Layton, Daniel Cripps, combined powers for the Wild West video preview available on the Betfair Hub. Uh, that's betfair.com.au. Also, can you tell the listeners a little bit more about SEN Betfair Edge, Terry? Yes, Betfair Edge will be on uh, your radio, 6.57 a.m. That's the radio station, not the time, at 9 a.m. Mm-hmm. Uh, on Saturday it's morning. It's confusing, doesn't it? It is, actually. Mm. The SEN Betfair Edge, there's a podcast available as well, so you can listen to that one. Uh, this morning... Might be. I'm not sure if we can, because it was a six-episode uh, contract I signed, so I'm not sure if we're continuing on, but I've decided to go out with a bang, and we have W. Pike 
on the show on uh, on this weekend. So excited to have a chat to Pikey on the um, on the cusp of a potential hat trick with Dig Deep. But uh, tune in at nine a.m. at uh, and Dan Cripps will be on the show again. He's going to give us his best every week, um, which you'll be able to get on the Wild West as well. But uh, six fifty-seven a.m. 9am SEN track. Terry Moles Fitzner. Exactly right. Uh, you're going to have to get the Wizard A11 hat too. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I might take one out there this Saturday. Yes. I will actually because we've just ordered 100 newbies. So yes. they're, uh, they're done. They're ready to go. I've just got to pick them up from Mecca Sports in Jundalup. Dan, so Daniel Sadik. D Sadik. I'll go pick them up from D Sadik shortly. And um, yes, I'll take one for W Pike and anyone else that uh, wants to wants a new lid. But BJ, more importantly, the 1-1 one, one is available on all Apple podcasts. Spotify, Google Podcasts, SoundCloud, and all other major podcasting platforms. Please subscribe, rate, and review. Australia Day trophy at Ascot this Saturday, January 23. Let's get cracking. Mm. We've got a maximum of 27 degrees. Last week was the raging easterlies and uh, and the... Um, didn't play as such though. No, but that's it, two in a row. That yeah. hasn't been super. Times were quick though, weren't they? On the day? Yeah, yeah, it's it's a funny one in that mm. sense. We don't want to just throw the uh, the baby out with the bathwater when it comes to um, our big easterly theories. But that's two in a row where it hasn't been as it's usually dominant. Like you can have a, a leader who's five lengths off him that finishes within a length and a half. It's usually worth a few lengths. So mm. interesting. We'll have to monitor the easterlies going forward. But um, look, also BJ, also the. Participants, the jockeys and the trainers have would have cottoned onto it as well. So yeah. maybe the maybe the edge isn't isn't as prominent as it used to be. I'm not sure. Yeah, I, I actually don't know. I, I really can't. Um, yeah, I can't quantify. It. But all all I know this week, um, going with the rail out at the seven, seven. it's cooler. Um, we've got twenty to thirty kilometer an hour southwest at least. We just got to allow for a completely um, fair track. Early in the day, it can be difficult to make ground as per usual, but um, just a completely fair track. Not even thinking about bias today. Neutral. Well, it's it's warm. It's been warm all week, but the temperature does drop on Saturday. So, but yeah, we're expecting another, another good Ascot surface mm. from Chris Nation and his squad, and um, we should move into race one. This maiden, the Amelia Park maiden. maiden. This maiden, the Amelia Park maiden, um, over 1500 meters. Looks a nice race for me. It looks a lot not nice race for. How do you pronounce this? Trisuum. Trisuum. Did my absolute. Balls, am I allowed to say that one? I didn't know what word to use then on uh, try suum last time out. It was it was a funny one to watch. I oh he he she 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 was off the bit and chasing a while out. I don't know if she begins all that well, but uh geez, she looks hard she, to go past she was, here. She was done in by the race shape the other day, sure. She was. Yeah. You got I mean you had Jolly Odd and um and Detorka. But they they sort of they tracked the fence and they sort of held Jolly Odd held the rail. Detorka was sort of one off, and it felt like Trisum had to sort of just fan and mm-hmm. and sort of and I don't know that those when you what did we get what did it get beat in the finish like a, oh, a not, neck not far it was a difficult launching point uh, three of a length just just that plotting of that path just just proved costly I think what I took from that race was Surf Point had the softer run on Trisum um, and I think Surf Point can run reasonable final split Surf Point should have beaten Trisum but Trisum was strong enough to kick back and run a better um, last couple of splits than Surf Point so that that run gives it more uh, it's a little bit more meritorious and a little bit more credit for me 
Blinkers going on. Should sharpen her up. Look at three dollars ten. She's pretty bare bones. Mm-hmm. I've got her low three bucks. Uh, it's probably the only horse I really want to be on. Um, I thought they might go up at crazy price, crazy, but they didn't. So I'm not even really entertaining that. But uh, no, BJ, I've done enough maidens throughout the week at all the uh, country tracks. So I'm uh, I'm a little bit maidened out, and I'm looking forward to the uh, the next eight events. What what price trust them? Low threes. Yeah, me too. I was yeah. three twenty. Yeah. Yeah. About three twenty, three thirty would be a fair mark. I just, you've also got to worry how much it's. That's I know it's run third, four starts in a row. Yeah, uh, seven starts, five third. I, I think I think she's just going to be an honest battler. She'll run top four, but you worry about these double horses that um, don't know. They just seem to seem to continually find one better. In saying that, Fiona Bell was on um, the three prior starts and uh, and she went super. So I think the blinkers on good gate. Everything's in her favour. If she doesn't win this, so uh, you've probably got to uh, tap you out. You've probably got to tap out. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. So Trisome for me. Obviously, Ocean Zara. The blinkers go on her as well. Ha- tried hard, but it was no match for Rosso yeah. Tempesta the other day. I'm, I'm assuming. Better ridden cold. Perhaps, but I'm assuming they're going to go forward yeah. from 11 with the blinkers yeah. on. I'm, not, I'm really not sure what the, the tactics will be there, but it's an interesting one in that sense. And the other major player, I would assume, is Springshaw Lad. Um, yep. Has run third and a second from his two starts. Gate two, Troy Turner. Uh, is going to get every opportunity from the low draw. But uh, for me, try swim on top. Low, try swim th- low, threes. low threes. Try swim for me too, but I probably won't be having a bet unless I see four points something on the exchange, to be honest with you. Okay. Happy to stay out and just concentrate on how far this thing's going to win by in race two, BJ. Race two? Race two is the Crown Perth Plate, and now I'm finally able to have a proper conversation with you because it's deep enough into the two-year-old season that I, um, I'm getting stuck into the two-year-old form now. So this is a uh, interesting one. We First of all, we need to... Uh, I'm sure by this time this comes out, everybody will be aware, but uh, Snipper Rucci is a late withdrawal. When I say a late withdrawal, it was withdrawn probably about 8 o'clock, uh, 8.30 on Thursday morning. But was but was given a price prior to... Was given a price, yeah. yes. Was given Went up about $2.40, yeah. uh, $2.05 with one of the agencies. I was pretty happy that uh, Snipperucci was in the race because I priced Snipperucci closer to $4. So I thought that we um, we had the opportunity to get some value around Snipperucci. So with Snipperucci coming out of the race, uh, it's taken away a lot of the value, which I um, I thought uh, I thought was there. Look, pretty uh, pretty excited about one here. The fact it's now favourite though, I mean, it's not a betting proposition at $3.10. I think, I think you're on a pretty similar wavelength to me here, BJ. But um, Buster's Force, who... Who does his setup um, mirror from 12 months ago? Gemma Sun. Gemma Sun. Isn't it incredible? Two trials, second one super impressive. Um, and that trial was, it just looked, he just looked like a proper horse. And the second horse, Glacier Miss, he did fail last start. But if you look at his run directly after that trial, Glacier Miss went super. Red third. Um, yeah. yeah, she went absolutely super. So happy with the form from that trial. Um, Buster's Miss has been put away, um, come back three months later. It's just identical to what Gemma's son did when um, when dominating and winning on debut. The scratching of Snipperucci means Buster's force can... Land first four here. I always like to see a horse that's been educated to jump and run. Um, well, as we saw in that one trial, try and do that. And um, it's probably going to lead now, isn't it? Well, it's, it's a big chance, but there is there is some speed in this though. Yeah, um, you're probably going to see Heavenly Waters be aggressive from the outside gate. Michelada for Simon Miller and W. E. Pike. Um, they're going to be aggressive. They'd love to lead on Gorgeous Gossip if given the chance, and even Top of the Mountain. Um, 
led last start when winning by a clear half length. Um, what about Pontiff? Just ago? like Pont- <laughs> no one could shift top of the mountain for, in its trial, or oh, actually yeah. no, probably jumped okay on debut, but Pontiff has gone bang. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was incredible. Oh, I definitely yeah. didn't have it leading. Yeah. Uh, well, in front for a, a portion, and then yeah. handing up to Amelia's chant. But um, yeah, no, quite incredible. You can you can certainly still get him rolling when he's interested. The Pont, but yeah. um, oh, look for me. The only the only runner I want to be on here is um, is Buster's Force. But um, marking the two year old races are difficult. I marked the low eighty percent markets, and uh, with the scratching of Snipperucci, have to do some mental maths here. I've got Buster's Force around about four bucks, so it's the only one I want to be on. But I, I can't take three dollars ten about a first starter when there's a few other queries in the race page yeah he, he must be a really nice horse i see that he was 130k 130k yearling and he's by air force blue who's i mean who, who uh, i think he's only stood stood the one year in you know, shuttle to australia only one year so there's not a lot of them around so there might be a bit of a scarcity thing there but obviously this must have been a cracking horse to to be an air force blue um for that for that for that particular price and d harrison he he knows how to get these babies up and running and gee that was a good trial win october 19 with the shades on i just think busters force joey has a party always always like joey on a go forward horse and i think he's just going to be positive got I, i just love the way that every time joey asked this cult to do something in that trial that he responded and mm-hmm. i think he's just going to um, be far too good and i'm like you terry i'm very disappointed that snipperucci mm. uh came out thought that might, this might be an opportunity for us well, it looked like we we're going to see some seven bucks or so with uh snipperucci in the market which would have been an investment for me and i would have been happy playing there it's it's hard to come at three bucks three ten isn't it for a first starter off a few months um, unless you know Unless, unless, you, unless you know, you yeah. got to know, and yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Unfortunately, I'm yeah. not they in, in this situation. There's no they here, BJ. So yeah. Have you marked the race? Uh, yeah, I did mark the race, but mine was all done with um yeah. with, with Snipperucci. So taking Snipperucci out, what have we roughly got? Um, what have we roughly got, Busters? I reckon he's he's got to be three dollar chance. You still think three dollars? Yeah. Michelada's a two hundred and ten thousand dollar purchase from the Simon Milliard. William Pike's on. Yeah. I think. I think there'll be natural support. Yeah. Uh, we saw the Amelia's chant money. That was madness. Crazy. Uh, in my opinion, that was madness. Um, but we saw that money come strongly. So, look, I, I think, and I often taught risk versus reward. Risk versus reward at the $3.10, $3.20 we're currently. Uh, he's currently at, um, I think, yeah, fair enough. Money does come and he starts 250 then you probably know you're onto a good thing. But yeah. if the money does come for Michelada a little bit, the money comes for maybe Heavenly Waters. Um, Top stay- of the mountain. Top of the mountain, yeah, that uh, data-wise, that was one of the worst rating races I've ever seen in my entire life. So mm-hmm. there won't be any top of the mountain money on that, I wouldn't have thought. But, yeah, risk versus reward suggests you, I think there's more reward than there is risk in what you might lose. You might have to take 250, so but you could end up. I, I would suggest so, yeah, I would suggest so. Um, but, yeah, I, uh, I really was disappointed with the scratching of Snipperucci. Yeah. And then, of course, we have Be Optimistic. With a just a star-studded ownership group there. Good, good name too. I like it. Yeah, no, it is. It is. We're we're excited about uh, her debut. Actually, um, is that one of your uh, um, things got written up on your affirmations up on the wall when you're in, <laughs> in your punter's cave? Be optimistic, Terry. Have we, have we spoken about those in the past? No, I don't no, know I don't if we have. So. Yeah, there's a few people would find that quite entertaining. Eh? Um, what do you got? There's po- a new post-its. one going up there. Actually, yeah, there's a new one going up. There. It's just going to say one wood. <laughs> We've got to, got to remember Jared, my housemate. He's uh, very big on that. He works for the budgies, and he's very big on um, he's very big on remembering what your one wood is in life. So, um, 
What, what's yeah. Be Optimistic's one word? Be yeah, running, I think. Yeah. Um, we've got a pretty big opinion to the horse, actually. We really like her. Um, awkward gait. Uh, she's not the slowest out, but um, look, from the gate, I think the plan will be... I'm disappointed Snipperucci's out because there probably definitely would have been a three-wide line, I think, if Snipperucci stays in the race. Mm. Um, but no, I think Sean O'Donnell will just tell him to find a spot midfield, worse than midfield, look to run on. Um, I don't think winning the race is necessarily... Well, it's always the aim, definitely, but I don't think it's um, – I don't know if it's a huge possibility. We will need the leaders to stop. There will be a lot more pressure. there, And there is the potential for a lot more pressure too. Or even a horse like Gorgeous Gossip I'm expecting him to be super aggressive with. If the race could pan out in a way where the leaders chop each other and they're, um, they're stopping late. And look, if you watch her last trial, she was under a pretty good hold from Jade McNaught most of the way to the line. So, um, no, I think we might have a nice little horse so here. So we're, uh, we're optimistic. We are. We are. We're going to be optimistic. Do you know I'd love to see? I'd love to see her run a hole mm. so we can go to the Magic Millions in two weeks' time because I think if we qualify, if we're in the best 16 two-year-olds, I'm pretty sure Luke will go there. And um, 12, 12 under as well, probably be more suitable. Yes, 100%. But Luke, Luke is of the opinion she'll be a better horse next campaign. Yeah, well, she's a black fries. It's yep. pretty rare, yep. rare to see them um, up and going at this stage of their two-year-old season. Exactly. So, right. Yeah, something to look forward to. It there, is. Terry. It is. Excited. But, yeah, Buster's Force. Buster's Force for me too. And um, I just... I would feel a lot more comfortable hopping in. Um, now, do you know what's funny? Like I've just given you that risk versus reward speech and now with Snipperucci out, I'm thinking, okay, so let's just, uh, I won't spend too much longer on this. I'm more just doing this for my own sake more mm-hmm. than anything. Top of the mountain, six bucks. On data, that has to drift. Yep. That has to start 10 bucks plus. Heavenly Waters was that poor last start. I don't forgive two-year-olds on a bad run. So Heavenly Waters, 650, has to drift. Sneaky chance, 12 bucks. That's... Yeah, from barrier eight, that has to be longer. Gorgeous Gossip can't go. Magical Queen can't go. Snipper Jam can't go. Um, be optimistic. I think we've probably got to start longer, but we might be the one that holds its price at about 11, 12 bucks. Michelada, that's the big one. That's the big one. That's the one we don't know what it's going to do in the market. $210,000 purchase and the market gravitates, especially on Betfair, to expensive purchases. Mm-hmm. You might remember Escalating BJ, the horse that couldn't walk. We were the owners. We were told this isn't its day. Basically, every day was never going to be its day. Backed every single start because it was a $180,000 horse. That's was how it, it works. Was it ever its day? No, it was never its day. No. To this day, it's never been its no, day. No, I hope it wins one day for the yes. new owners. Good luck to them. And then State of Power, um, who was a really nice trial, but it's going to probably go back Get to back. last. Yep. Yeah, so that's very hard over a thousand meters. So, so your calculation, the way your mind's Ooh, ticking over I'm here. I'm now saying maybe the three dollars twenty isn't a horror show price here, mm. BJ. So um, I'm, I'm, I'm the one and the one. two have to drift. It's all about what Michelada does in the market. So um, yeah, I might um, I might reconsider that. Now I've had a chance to review it properly with Snipperucci out, which I didn't get a chance pre-podcast to and, do. And that, listeners, is an insight into the inner workings of the mind of the Perth Racing it's Group. The, the mouse is running around in the wheel <laughs> in the head. Up top. Race three, the Devil's Lair Plate, three-year-old, 1,000 metres, set weights and penalties. Madam Torio, mm. all the rage. Martin Allen, before we move on to the preview of this race, what did you make of Martin Allen's post-race comments last Saturday after time to sizzle? My ginger mate, Terry Layton, said it wouldn't be leading. I can't do, his, <laughs> I can't do it as well as I do Dan Pierce's <laughs> accent. But, uh, um, yeah, no, we're expecting Dig Deep to be uh, difficult to beat this week. But... Um, <laughs> Yeah, no, Marty got me there. He said Tom says it would lead. It was a bit – he got handed it a bit. I, I don't think they went to benchmark in a race. We predicted there'd be just speed galore on Nemiroff. Didn't jump all that well. Weaponson was restrained. I don't know. A little bit disappointed by the lack of uh, tempo in that, but I do owe Martin a beer, which I will purchase him this Saturday. But, um, look, Madam Torio, she's quick, BJ. My ginger, mate. My ginger, mate. My ginger, mate. <laughs> uh <laughs> 
Madame Torres, quick, does she cross and lead them here? BJ. Yes, yes, she does. does yeah. Yeah. Shades off, I see red, I see red. Very important to note that. Uh, she wore them in a recent uh, trial. He wore them in a recent trial. I did that just so you could correct me. Yep. Um, he wore them in a recent trial and um, was obviously dominant over Kalag. Even the prior trial to last of the line, obviously that form looks pretty, um, looks pretty sharp. But mm-hmm. uh, look, this is really a, a contest of... Um, Quick horses running quick. Madame Toro out in front. She runs time. When she wins, she tends to win by a reasonable gap as well. Against the up-and-comer in Icy Red, Icy Red, who we just don't know how good he is. And there was a big spruik around in Kalgoorlie. We, um, we backed up the Bobcat and got a couple of Bob out of her. Him, him, him in, uh, in Kalgoorlie. But, um, look, shades off here worry me a little bit. I, I think he'll be stalking even – potentially one winning on the back of a horse like Starfield Impact or three sessions. There's a bit of speed down the bottom there. Gemma's son's probably quick enough to hold the back of Madame Tory, I would say. So that's why I don't know if I see Red gets the back. I'd, it's a difficult map in that sense to to navigate. But look, I, I'm pretty firmly in the Madame Torio camp here. Um, she just She's just quick and she runs time. She goes well fresh. Marty knows what to do with her. Um, she only gets an extra kilo in her last victory because of the way the three-year-old penalties work. I, I think it's just a really, it's a really nice setup for her. And, and when you've got a horse that just gets the front runs time and it's, she's been, this is, she's just been set up for this type of race. I just think she'll be super hard to get past. So Been well-placed, hasn't she? She's been so, yeah, very, mm. very well-placed. I mean, the Toscana form obviously held up. You go back, her last four wins have been 1.3, 1.9, 1.4, 4.4. So she's not just one. She's won by um, a fair margin. So I know that Marty's got her wound up. I know she's ready to go. And, um, yeah, I think she can jump to the front run time. But um, 2.30 is as thin as you want to go. I've, I've got her $1.90. Um, but it'll be interesting to see what the market does with Potential money, I see red, I see red. And Gemma's son can't look beyond that. So first up, last prep, Gemma's son, um, Christy Bennett on board at Belmont, was a bit of the forgotten horse, 1,000-meter race, jump led one, convincingly. This is different, though. This is different, yeah. So then he went on to um, Thrill Classic, Belgravia, Listia, Guineas, and that Kingston Town Classic run was quite incredible considering that I didn't give him Mm – I thought he was a – thousand to one and he's uh he's run really well behind truly great and inspirational girl at, at wait for age but um good to see him back i imagine he'll be this is a bit might be a bit of a prep run leading into like magic a millions. magic millions or something yep. like that in um in two or three weeks time two weeks time a big difference i think for Gemma's son this is that was a five months that first up run yeah this is a 49 days from 1800 how much freshness in the legs that that's what really really worries me class here. also class won't, cult. won't be able to lead and also um also, that day when Christy Bennett led and won, that was a massive leader bias day and he ended up getting given it soft as butter out in front. So, um, yeah, he'll probably be my – at $3.40, probably be my lay of the day, BJ. A bit of an early drop of a lay of the day. Okay. But that could be to my detriment. All right. I, I was just – I was about to make a case for I see red, I see red. So do you feel as though Luke Fernie has pulled the right rein here by scratching from Ascot yesterday and coming to this race? Uh, I think with what he wants to do with the horse, I think so. Because Luke's obviously looking at the Magic Millions race in, in two weeks' time at Pinjarra. Um, he's looking at a double with Be Optimistic and I See Red, I See Red and the two and three-year-old events. Um, well, Newad new might be in as well. Newad, oh, wouldn't that be something? No, Newad's a four-year-old now, isn't it? Yeah, but she, I know she's three, but she's there, might, three? there might be a race she's there for well there, haven't I? Might be a race there. For. Yeah, she's still three. Of course yeah. she was racing against. Wins next Wednesday. Yeah. Uh, wins next Wednesday, quick. Ten days, Pinjarra. Yeah, treble for Alfuni. That would be something, wouldn't mm. it? Tell you what, I'll carry on like a pork chop if that happens. Um, 
Yes, I. Uh, so I think he scratched with the mindset. Um, let's see how good he goes against uh, a couple of sharp ones because I think Marty Allen's going to go to the uh, the three odd race with Madame Torio too. All going well, obviously. Mm-hmm. Gemma Sun will. Um, so I think it is the right move. Yeah, see, see where you're at. You got a really nice horse. See where you're at. Um, I think either decision was a good one. So um, really interested to see how well he does go and how well he stacks up um, against a very slick one out in front. And as you said, a, a proven. Star youngster. Yeah. I, I, I'm, I tipped in the leg up, I tipped icy red, icy red on top. I assumed that Madame Toro was going to be sort of odds on. Um, so what is she now, Terry? What did 230. you say? Yeah, yeah, right. So I was what did you, how did you mark it? I, I, I had out of um, Madame Torio $2 and icy red $3. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Just, and just for people that um, – BJ does his previews on a Wednesday night for it to be up at 7am and sometimes the way you said it then you described it perfectly if we're just going to go on and, and tip we're going to tip all the favourites because they're the ones we think are most likely to win the race so BJ's saying well hang on I think that I see red I see red could be $4 $4.50 here yeah. and that with on that represents value so very very difficult to uh, tip on and write your previews on a Wednesday night which I don't think uh, gets enough uh, yeah enough credit how difficult it is to do so I heard um, sorry to just to finish on that I heard yeah. Scotty Embry on radio the other morning and he tipped um, Real Charisma yesterday who I thought was one of the lays of the day but that's only because I knew that it was $3.50 mm-hmm. uh, so I'd mark it was $1.45 I'd marked Real Charisma three dollars fifty yeah scotty said geez i wouldn't have tipped this if i knew it was going to go up a dollar 45 yeah. you know i would have happily said this is the lay of the day and tip something else so very difficult when you're tipping pre-prices that's all just giving a bit of a rev up thanks terry yeah, that's fine uh i look madame toria has been faultless her last two uh and so she's watched she won four of the last four of the last five mm-hmm. gonna find the front it's gonna get conditions to suit again uh I don't know. Do they just keep winning? Do they just keep 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 winning, winning, winning? Um, perhaps she will. I, I I thought that um, um, if there's going to be a horse that can knock her off, it's going to be icy red, icy red, and and uh, there might be a bit of value attached to his price as well. Nice draw. So Luke uh, Mitchell Pateman will maybe ask Madame Torio to do a little bit to to cross him. Then might depending on. I guess it depends on what the programming is moving forward. Does I see? Does Mitchell Pateman want to slip icy red some rain and maybe um, apply some pressure to Madame Torio if he lands in the breeze? Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, outside leader, apply some pressure, see what she's see what she's made of, see if he can bang. Um, you know, um, I guess take take the edge off her in the mid race and turning for home, or whether they're just going to camp off and see if they can um, get the last crack at her. But uh, regardless, I, I I felt that trial. Was was really really strong. Mitchell Pateman didn't move, and then he sort of clicked icy red up, and he just gapped him. For me, that looked like a horse with um, actual real turn of foot rather than um, sustained speed. I'm wondering whether icy red icy red can camp off Madame Toria and Zappa late. I'm going to um, I'm going to back in Luke Fernie and Mitchell Pateman to cause a minor upset and mm-hmm. knock off the uh, the leader and uh, short price fave Madame Toria. I like it. Cracking race from a neutral perspective as well, isn't it? Yes, yes. It's yeah. The in just the the class of <laughs> Gemma's son as well, and um, is is something to something to consider. And um, as Terry said, he may even be uh, actually. You, you knocked up some put up some lays on Twitter. Yes, the I other did. day for Ascot, for Ascot, and yep. for Pinjarra. All the Ascot ones. Um, gee, someone took. Uh, I quite enjoy. It. Someone took me four dollars eighty Miss Ivy League and uh, chopped down to eleven bucks. I was pretty happy with that. But yeah, um, yeah no, they all got beaten. I think. 
Yeah. I think they all got beaten. Only half of them get taken and a lot of people don't uh, chime in. But no, we're going to keep doing it for just about most meetings, I think. I might even chuck something for Esperance tomorrow. Why not? Mm. That's a bit of excitement. Don't forget to add the guru to your Twitter notifications. Exactly <laughs> right. I, don't get me wrong. I absolutely balls a few as well. And you're going to get some good overs. If you like one, you think it'll start short, you'll get some um, You'll get some reasonable overs. So, um, yeah, no, dive in. Dive in. Okay. Tab Touch, Westby Platinum Handicap, race four on the card, 1,100 metres. Mm. Uh, I was pretty keen on one here, Terry, but it looks like the um, the market is as well. Yeah. I um, I thought this was a really, really good option for Universal Pleasure. Stefan Stefan Vahala, Lacta Lucky Lacta Ramoli, coming off a double at Ascot yesterday. Was mm. it a double? Downforce and interstate. Downforce. I bet King's Authority. That was a difficult advocator at the big price. That was also a hard watch. But, uh, geez, King's Authority, it's. um, Looked home, didn't it? Yeah, how many seconds now? Was it, were you already in the. Two for 50. Oh, you're never in the queue with King's. That's like getting in the queue with Mervyn with 60 to go. I thought you've got to be smarter than that. I thought you might have whacked it in your spreadsheet already. Nah, I didn't Uh, whack that one in the spreadsheet. No, I knew that, uh, I knew that, um, King's Authority finds ways to get beaten. And he did that again. Lucky. Indeed. The money came as well. For downforce, huge. Oh, and the money for King's Authority. It was 13 to 5. Downforce was 6 to 3 odd or something. There was a couple of good moves yesterday. Upward of Southern. Guess what was on there? Meller up at the 11s and uh, Regent Star second and third. I I tell you what, I picked the eyes out of yesterday. Just didn't really capitalise, you know. Didn't really. Anyway. Punted well. That's racing. Uh, Jack, uh, Jack Young. Is that his name, Jack Young? Yeah. Yeah, he, um, I was already on the, the wavelength, but uh, Glimmer Girl went in, the boat came out. They left up 260 in the morning. Uh, Graceful Girl, sorry. Yeah. That was a little bit of a, an error, wasn't it? The old uh, race one. Yeah, yeah yes, it is. Yes. Went around uh, about $1.70. After right the now. scratching, yes. Yeah, that was just about your only bet for the day, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. That was uh, that. I mean, it's easy in retrospect, and um, yeah, you can sing now, but uh, gee whiz. As, as you said, it's a longer price now than when in the boat was in the race. Yeah. Like, that's... That's that's that gift that goes, whew, you know that one. <laughs> Jeez. Anyway, so should have had more on. So was the early price here universal pleasure? Uh, was that was that a gift? Yeah, I think I, I, don't, I don't think there's such a thing as a gift from a small yard. But um, I have found universal pleasure, and I'm like you, pretty disappointed. I thought this was going to be the price we got today. Yeah, thought we'd see some four forty throughout. Um, Brad Bet on his birthday. Happy birthday, Brad. McManus. Yeah, Brad McManus. So um, unfortunately on his birthday, he's been putting up the gifts for us though. <laughs> oh, I like that one. No, nah, Brad's done a good job this morning actually. I already messaged him and said no, um, yeah, no, no last of the lines this week. 370 last of the line last week. Come on, Bradley. Um, I liked his, his form on Twitter. Yeah, that, that was very, very good. funny, isn't he? He's very, I, I thoroughly enjoy him. He's one of my uh, preferred uh, Twitter people. A lot of people are getting muted from me recently actually. I've decided Brad Davidson. I really like Brad. He's mm-hmm. got to go. I, yeah. I don't need a test selector on my uh, – on my um, on my timeline, so um, yeah, I, I might, I might I, give you it might be a weekly update of who I've muted. I see I see Brad uh, went head to head with Michael oh. Michael Vaughan talking cricket the other day. I saw that, yeah, just just a bit much for me. I mean, yeah, it's just just don't need that. So have anyway. you been you've been liberal with the muting on Twitter lately? Like yeah, yeah, there's there's a good little there's a fair few mutings that's occurred actually. <laughs> so you don't have to do much. There's actually people I quite like on there as well that have been muted. It's just absolute dribble that's coming through. So um, sometimes you need to just tighten up your feed. Don't yeah, you, you know? exactly, exactly right. Mm. You've got your notifications and then your mutes, and um, yeah, yeah. Now we'll have a weekly mute. I'll tell you next week who who gets the sack. Don't but, worry, um, don't worry. My father is very close to an unfollow yeah. on. on, on <laughs> Facebook at the moment. So. I'm really glad me and um, Bernard Senior are friends. That's <laughs> tremendous stuff. How he signs off his posts. Oh, I, he's definitely he gets notifications. Not an unfollow. 
I love it. But no, I'm with you, BJ. Universal pleasure. Maps a dream. I would like to see Lactar lead this, to be yeah. honest. Um, there's, there isn't a huge amount of speed in this. I expect Beto and Bell to muster forward, but at best, Beto and Bell's a musterer. City Circle works forward. That's drawn wide as well. And um, what's the other leader? BJ? Sir Mambo? Sir Mambo could. A fresh Sir Mambo could roll forward. He's had throat surgery um, since uh, his last run. But um, yeah, look, i pretty confident Universal pleasure can get the job done here, either from the leading with 52 and a half, which is a gift. Yeah. Yep. For a horse with the most upside. I mean, you look at those run that run behind Will Chino, um, raided through the roof, pushed Will Chino, and that's obviously Will Chino's come out one by nearly three. That's, and um, uh, and I think we both tried to. Well, we we thought that Will Chino was the winner. We both tried to make a pretty strong case. I, I, for, I had a good I had a good crack Universal yeah. Pleasure that day, and as I said post race, I'm really happy with that bet. We yeah. were just beaten by a really good horse. Ginger Knight was six behind it, and Ginger Knight's come out and won last week. Um, I'm not going to forgive myself for the crack I had at Talon either. God, what are you? Jeez, just you know, you just before a race, you're like, even though the money came, I got good overs, and that's what I try to do. If I get overs continuously, I don't really care about the result. That's what it's all about. I just, I was disappointed. Mm. I was disappointed myself. Um, but yeah, I just think universal pleasure maps a dream here. And uh, if Stefan Vahala, uh, my uncle-in-law, actually, mm -hmm. how's that? Never met him though. Um, if he has, uh, if he has his horse, if he has her going just as well with fifty-two and a half, Lactar's catch weight, um, any luck or leads, and uh, should be winning. But I've marked a. Look, if this was if this was Cerise and White, I'd probably mark her a flat even money. Yep. But um, look, from the yard, I've had to mark her closer to two ninety. So the two seventy is hard to come at. Might wait for the exchange. Hope for something starting with a three. Yeah, I uh, when I did the leg up last night, best bets ask you to do a mm. uh, a best bet for the Saw pro, that. and I made Universal my best. But that Oof. was that was with a three in front of it, and uh, which she was this morning. But oh, actually, is best. Brad went up four. Four. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah, no, Brad went up Brad went up four, but unfortunately can't get a huge amount on there. There's um, a Yeah, right. Um three there at the moment. Anyway. Is there? Yes. Where up? Uh Brad Bat. Oh, I'm looking at um a different agency, clearly. Well, still, even the three, I, I was I thought we'd I thought all agencies might give us some fours, but um maybe that's just what I wanted to see, BJ. Yeah. Stefan Vahala. Vahala. Lucky Rail Ramoli. Uh, this is the race for you. Oh, I'm, I'm actually with Terry as well. I wouldn't mind seeing them just bounce straight to the front, own the race, dictate, dominate, mm -hmm. salute. Yeah. Well said. Summarised? Yep. Sweet Strawberry is the only other horse I want to ask you about. Dominated. Smashed La Farola a couple back. Didn't get going the start after. And then last time out, Clint Johnston Porter went plus 10 to the turn. A very odd run. Back to 1100. Do we need to have a chat about Clint Johnston Porter? Uh, where's out, he? Where is he? Out of form. Yeah, he's not. He's not in his best nick. I, I haven't done my jockey stats for. I went through my stats last night. He's, he hasn't ridden many winners at all. Well, I'm going to go through this week. Um, Jared Nice and Dan. We're going to go through my data from 2020, and I'm going to try and get some Clint Johnston Porter stats because I think I was overrating him. Um, M. Pateman traditionally has been my best jockey to punt on by the length of the straight, um, but I reckon CJP is probably my worst to punt on because I, as you know, I gave him that big plug, and I probably um, well, yeah. He, he, Let's see if he, he can started, reach those levels. He started the season absolutely on fire. Him mm -hmm. and him and Chris Parner were matching strides early in 2020, 2021 without the Wizard in town. I think CJP might have copped a couple of untimely suspensions and those sorts of things, but he's definitely riding uh, a touch below his best at the moment and his statistics suggest so as well. Room for improvement. Yeah, so what you were saying about Sweet Strawberry is when – 99 lengths above benchmark to mm, the uh, to, to the early in that 14. It was it's better with a sit. And it was a 1400 meter race as well. Come it was on, Clint. it was um and then the that was a race that was won by Cryptic Love 
uh, last of the line running on cousin Ivan came from last flashed came um, Salaya. yeah so uh, you're right I, I'm expecting sharp improvement from sweet strawberry as well with uh, those um, very kind William Pike hands on board it's time for our Mundaring Hotel WA Racing Mastermind competition. And um, I have to dot myself in that I actually had to look up the run sheet to see what my line was there. So, um, BJ, what do we got? I'm ready. Never gets old, Terry. That's right. That's right. The Mundaring, it's been the heart of the hills since 1899, located in Jacoby Street, Mundaring. If you get a chance, if you're heading in that direction, drop in and see the publican, Ian Butchie O'Connor, Say g'day, let him know you're a 1-1 listener. Feed, flutter, frothies at the Mundaring. It's a terrific spot. Got the new deck happening. Good to see. Butchie's big dick. (laughs) 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 That was attempted with the Kiwi. That that was meant to be with the Kiwi accent and it just came out a bit. That was just a bit too strong that that was an I, not an E. Anyway, BJ, what have we got? Butchie's big deck, yeah. Deck. Congratulations to episode 50. Congratulations to episode 59 Mastermind winner, Jason Matthews. He's now a dual Mastermind winner. Congratulations, Jace. He he got all questions correct last week. A $100 gift voucher to the Mundaring is in the post. Now, to be crowned this week's Mastermind, you'll need to answer the following three questions correctly. Number one, I reckon you'll get this easy, Terry. This This is your wheelhouse. Who rode field division to victory in last year's Batavia oh, Sprint? That was that was one of my biggest fills for the year. I absolutely declared that because I, I was following and following. First up, I actually backed field division at, I think it was triple figures Betfair, and it was a moral beat. And that was a horse that if I didn't get a fill that campaign, I would have been very upset. That's why I backed the question. I knew it brought back good memories because we're being optimistic on yeah. the uh, podcast today. So question number two, name that you might, this one might and we're test. Gonna be, we're going to be, be optimistic and brave. That's right. This one might test you. Name mm. the high quality mare, high quality, that knocked off Wrinkley to win last year's Australia Day Trophy. Good horse. Question number three, which of these jockeys hasn't won a race on the mighty Fabergino? Hasn't. Jared Noski, Troy Turner, or Freddie Kersley? They are the three questions for this week's WA Racing Mastermind. Please submit your answers via direct message at the 11pod on Twitter, and you can be in the running for that $100 gift voucher to the Mundaring. Terry, I can see your answers. No, I'm just struggling with the, se- I, the second one. I should be getting in a heartbeat. How am I not? How is it not coming to me? I can always remember the race. No, nah, I'm going to have to just, no. Nah. Rink- was it at Pinjarra last year? No, no, this is at, Astra- at Ascot. Uh, Wrinkley second, Lord help me run third. Um, it'll yeah, come, it'll I come know. to you. It'll I know come I will. to you. Two from three for the guru. So, um, yeah. yeah, get your answers in, people, and, um, yeah, and support our sponsors up at the Mundaring Hotel. Oh, that's, that's going to frustrate me. I'm not going to be able to concentrate for the rest of the preview now. Um, okay, it'll, it'll come to me. It'll come to me. Race five, the Iron Jack Handicap, 1,600 metres. Now, you're a, uh, I guess, a beer connoisseur, Terry. What's, tell me what Iron Jack is like. You're, you're on. No, it's... No good? <laughs> it's, uh, I haven't had too many Iron Jacks in my time, to be honest with you. So uh, it says crisp Australian lager there. So yeah, legendary. Um, legendary. Mm. Well... 
bit of Barney Stinson about it. Wait, <laughs> wait for it. Uh, look, this is a uh, complete and utter for me, for me, for me, for me, a tour race here, BJ. Um, we're going to look at numbers one and numbers two. We're going to look at Cousin Ivan and Comfort Me. I think we've got the horse who maps a dream in Comfort Me. Could lead it. I, I know they're teaching him and they want to teach him to... Um, to take a sit, so look for him to potentially take a sit on the back of a surprise leader in Brutus Maximus or no apology from the widest gate. It uh, led once last campaign for a victory, so wouldn't surprise me to see some good aggression um, from those two who I think will go well enough, leading in breezing potentially. But comfort me should be in position A. Um, and Cousin Ivan's obviously very hard to miss. Great trial, huge behind cryptic glove when bumped at the top of the straight, which... I don't think that's a part of the race. You can really uh, underestimate and understate how hard it is to pick up from a heavy hit um, as such. So got, got something about him, this horse, isn't he? Yeah, he, he certainly does. So for me, this comes down to very simply, you've got Comfort Me with the map, uh, the quieter run, and then you've got Cousin Ivan um, who will run the quickest last 200 and has W Pike going on, and this is the type of horse that W Pike gets lengths out of. The worry with Cousin Ivan is perhaps um, second up last campaign, um, was his first campaign too. He was a touch flat, so perhaps um, nice fresh run. Second up, some concerns. Look, I, I went into this racing. I'm going to find comfort me here pretty comfortably, but I can't split them, to be honest with you. I've marked them $3 a piece. It's that simple. Um, I just think this will be a ding-donger between the pair of them. I've been waiting for Brutus Maximus to lead a race as well. I really have been, but I just think this isn't the right one with Comfort Me right in his hammer. But um, look, one of the pair win. I think Cousin Ivan runs a quicker last two. It's just how close Pikey is to Craig Staples um, at the top of the straight. Mm. That simple. That were the two for me as well, although I had Cousin Ivan marked shorter than uh, Comfort Me. I think I had Cousin Ivan. Cousin Ivan, three dollars in you my mind. Price that Green Tab went up. They must have put. Hopefully, Brad's listening. They must have put Brad in charge at uh, <laughs> Green Tab. They went up, and I'm going to tell you a few prizes. Whoever's doing Green Tab today had an absolute nightmare, and I didn't unfortunately take advantage of any of these. Oh, five bucks. They went up five bucks, but I think you'll find that's significant overs. Which horse was that? Cousin Ivan. Uh, five dollars. Yes. Wow. Wait till like, we get to race number eight. And I'll tell you what price they went up there. So stay tuned. Exciting stuff. Cousin Ivan, for me, you are correct, Terry. There has to be some sort of query second up mile 59 kgs after a mm -hmm. slashing first up sometimes they can go but i feel as though cousin ivan's performance was as good as or not that not that inferior to last of the lines i thought they yeah i thought the runs were almost identical in in terms of merit uh and last of the line came out last saturday and uh, as all expected he he won like a good horse um cousin ivan w pike bit of an upgrade there sorry fishy but it's true um yeah, Jesus, I just think he's just going to be really – that trial win and then the way that he steamed home first up, uh, Holly Taylor's got this horse back in excellent order. I think um, if he's close enough – within striking distance, letting down underneath Pike. I think he's going to gobble them up. Mm -hmm. Yeah, my, my big worry with Cousin Ivan coming back this campaign was he got the 12 points for that Aquanita win, and that was that Aquanita was a glorified class one. You know? yeah. um, he did it tough, and it was a really nice win. I just thought with those 12 points, he's not going to be competitive in these types of races. But seriously, is a nice horse. And um, look, I, I'm i going to lean. I'm going to just just for just so we can argue about yep. one and have a point of difference. I'm going to lean for the map horse here and the horse that I you just trust. You know how he's going to go. 
So I'm going to lean to comfort me, but um, I'm very happy staying out. And I will back the drifter. I'm happy to back either of the pair. If Betfair throws up threes and fives, I'd actually get my money back on the three and um, back the $5 pop heavier. But I find that highly unlikely. That'd have to be a good move elsewhere. One horse I want to mention who, Who's that? who I reckon we're – is it saucy? Saucy. Oh. Saucy. There's there's an earn to be made at a saucy at some stage. Mm. Good last start. Uh, good, very good yeah. last start. Could lead this too, actually. I had it leading. Yep. That's what I was about to say, yep. but maybe they're just waiting, waiting, waiting. But this horse is going to win a race, and it's going to win a race at double figures um, sometime soon. Could, it, be bit, could be a bit of a jack out of the box. Yeah, could be. Could be. So saucy jack, just, just put that in your black book. Who's Ben Owens? That's the only horse. What do you do know much about Ben Owens? Is he? A I know he's been around, been around for a while. He... No, I think he's just, just, just a hobby trainer. But he's, mm. he's had a winner or two along the journey. But he's, he's been, had a trainer's license for at least the last ten or fifteen years, I would have okay. thought. But um, what do you think when you retire, like moving to the country and becoming a hobby trainer? Moving to the country, <laughs> <laughs> gonna train a lot of horses. I, I've often thought about that, but it's the um, it's the four a.m., five a.m. get ups which concern me. So I'm thinking about training him at about two p.m. <laughs> so I don't think too many horses will be putting their hoofs up to come to my stable. But uh, no, I'm thinking that when I'm a, an old man, I might yeah train a rower winner at seventy five. I think. What do you I reckon? like it. Yeah, I like it. Very optimistic. Train him in the thick sand. See if uh, Arthur Mortimer can teach me a yeah. thing or two. <laughs> We should move on here. <laughs> Saucy Jack. Anyway, it's, it's going to win one soon. Just, yep. just be told. So, uh, but yeah, for me, uh, Terry's comfort me. I'm cousin Ivan. Head yep. to head. We'll see how we go. Yeah. Race number six is the Western Race Picks handicap. Shout mm. out to Simon Merritt and the team at uh, Western Race Pick. Do a tremendous job covering uh, the West Australian thoroughbred industry from all angles. Top job. Hats off to to them. We salute you at Western Race Picks. This is uh, this. Quite an even bunch. There's uh, quite a few horses putting up their hands as winning, genuine winning chances. What did you lean towards, Terry? Because I know that you, we spoke about, was it off air or on air where we spoke about Queen's take, Queen Takes King and the slashing run and you you had your doubts about um, just how how significant the run was and maybe it might have been a little bit overinflated um, and which might result in a bit of um, overbetting at its next start out. That is bang on, basically. Uh, I still mark Queen Takes King favourite. It's it's progressive. Pike goes on, maps well. Um, it's, it's more just about the fact that uh, I saw one article, it might have been Jay Rooney, who uh, wrote that it's the uh, the big horse to follow, the, the big eye catcher of the meat. But if you look at the run from the top of the straight, I mean, you've got Beat the Bro, Fire Sale, who won yesterday. Um, you've got those two horses in particular who held up the entire straight, absolutely bold. What was, what was Graham Ballantyne's horse in that race? That see, your, see Your Champ? Yeah, sorry, See Your Champ was another that was... Um, Is that the horse? Yes, yeah. that was another one that was uh, held up and then... Look, I think you'll find that the run was made to look a lot better because Brad basically went the shortest way home, then pulled out at the top of the straight. He wrote it. It was a 10 out of 10 ride. It was entitled to finish um, where it did. I think Queen Takes King um, is definitely uh, is definitely the one to beat with W Pike going on, but I think something close to the $354 mark is a is a fair price rather than the, the mid-twos that we are currently seeing. Uh, I'm happy to put a line through our idol. I'm going to take her on. I think she was, again, the beneficiary of a bunch of horses stuck behind her last time out so i'm just happy to completely take her on a lot of these we can lob in the bin there's just i just i just think a lot of these probably can't win the race and there's one that comes up for me a, a big price here and this is probably my my value better the day and my the one i'm probably excited about having something each way on and that's pam bella 
Um, Pam Bella, three of her last five. She's a 64-rated mare. Three of her last five have been in 72-plus, 78-plus, and then the Ascot Gold um, Cup, the listed race. So she's been racing way out of her grade, carrying way more weight than she should have been. It's, it's been very odd placement because there has been suitable races around for her, so I don't know what's been happening there. Um, whoever two back went deep throughout in a 72-plus. Again, she's carried eight, four more kilos than she should have done that day. Um, her effort when sitting deep behind Fryer I thought was really good. And then last time out, her run against Queen Takes King, there was nothing in it. Yeah. Queen Takes King is flash for fourth. Um, she was on the back of rivalry galore, Pam Bella was. Didn't take her into the race. She's got, got wide. Got speared almost, didn't she? Exactly yeah. right. A near identical final 200 metres. Lactar, good gait. Uh, I think she's jumping really nicely. She just hasn't been able to utilise that. Low um, weight. Her big failure is the start three back, uh, but that was over a staying journey when she carted up the rest of the field behind Aragain, who t- tore away. Yep. I think she just popped that day, and I'm willing to forgive that one. Uh, even her previous run, I thought she went super behind Tollman. She's out run of, ninth. Out, out of her grade, well, yeah. 78 plus. She was at the time a 66 rater, so she should have carried six kilos less than she did. Look, she just she just really ticks a lot of my boxes in that sense in a race. I don't think it has much depth. Um, I've marked her a clear second favourite at around five fifty. So at the eleven dollar mark, BJ, um, we're pretty happy having something on each way here. Yeah, I've, I've, yeah, I can see exactly where you're coming from, a soldier. There, Terry Pambella was in. Um, I've got to mention in my leg up as well. Again, it was sort of similar to that um, last of the line, cousin Ivan. You know, significantly, you know, the different margins and different finishing positions, but similar merit to the performances. And mm-hmm. I think you can say the same for Pam Bella and Queen's Ta- Queen Takes King. One cut the corner, Queen Takes King, never had to lose momentum at all, peeled, went bang, um, just launched a miss. Whereas versus 270. Whereas Pam Bella was awkward, corner, speared, balanced up, and really attacked the line with ferocity light. So I can see exactly where he gets in with 53 kgs in form apprentice and Neville Parnham just keeps training winners at the moment. So yeah, yeah, that's a um, that's a good find there by the guru. But for me, I uh, this horse has been very um, costly to follow, especially his last two preparations, but I think this is the race for Sowar. Third up, 1,800 metres, Nice draw is going to get put to sleep by Sean McGrady. Comes out of two really, really strong Great Southern runs, even though he's been a beaten favourite. The runs have been uh, full of merit with with weight. Carried um, 64 minus three for Christo Sardellic mm-hmm. at Albany. Made a sort of sustained run um, and just out-muscled a little bit late by Big Butterboom. How's, how's that, Big Butterboom? I backed that... The maiden that ran second in, yeah. I had a big go at the thirty to one, and then it comes out wins. It's one of the last three. Yeah, it's come out and it's won three in it's a row. unbeatable since then. But uh, it would have been nice if it was one start early. Like we actually just touching on that. A few people messaged me afterwards saying winner for you, beauty. Did I give? I gave it a knock, didn't I? Basically, yeah. I tipped at the previous start, and obviously a few people have followed up. I wasn't smart enough, but jeez, uh, that's frustrating, isn't it? Yeah, because there's no reason because Winifred already had the run over the two thousand, so there's no reason it should have taken an extra run to peak. It's just. Just it's all about. I say with punning, it's all about a sense of timing. It's mm-hmm. just a little on Saturdays, and it has been for a while. It's just just a little bit out. My sense of timing in that sense, but um, anyway, the great game. At least somebody had a win from it. That's right. That's right. At least the listeners got a bit mm. of a feel, and she saved her racing career. I read. Oh, okay. I didn't apparently read that. she was. Sorry. She was. It was a must perform. Otherwise, she was heading to. The breeding barn. Yeah, right. But that's what I read anyway. So, or to Camp Barn Lodge. Or? Winner, winner for uh, fights. 
for another day of racing. Mm. So um, a bit of um, perseverance pays off there. But for me, perseverance hopefully will pay off again with Sobor. So if you've been following this this four-year-old as closely as I have last prep and this prep, I reckon this is this is the day. This is the day. Drops to 57 kilos. Is going to get the right run in transit. The blinkers come off and the winkers go on. Um, I just just think with stable jockey Sean McGrady in the saddle, right, rising to the 1800 meters. It, so was going to going to loom. Bit of a bit of a knock on him whether he's got that that sort of um, killer instinct. So war, but I, I'm prepared to um, pay to see whether he does on Saturday. So I mark so war four dollars. Mm-hmm. Uh, equal favourite with Queen Takes King and um, currently about $465 you can get so well. So that's the way I'm going to go. Looks nicely positioned from barrier four. And if you go back to the so was last run against Queen Takes King, um, they very similar weight differential and uh, it was a far superior run to Queen Takes King who was ridden a treat by, from memory, Jared Noski that day and it was Brody Kirby on um, on so war. So look, just uh, just on that one there and just on that uh, comparison, uh, so war has to be a massive, massive player here and um, he's got the potential to turn into a pretty nice little stayer if they can uh, make him get that winning yeah. little. He just he needs just, that. Just needs a taste, doesn't he? He just, just needs, needs a, a taste. taste. Yeah, yeah. He's going down the king's authority path a little bit at the potentially minute, so. potentially mm. yeah yeah so yeah and um oh there was one other one i wanted to mention very quickly uh over 30 to one cable guy i'm gonna have the tiniest bit on uh 51 kilos good to see keshaw duran who has been an absolute uh, money maker for us in the country it's good to see keshaw duran finally um getting a gig in the city here it's Did his he? first day riding in the city i'm pretty confident oh, right. i'm pretty confident that's only from, oh, from uh, on a saturday on a yeah, saturday right. yeah it's his yeah. first day riding on a saturday and um cable guy's form has been pretty ordinary but um look there isn't a huge amount of speed in this and it's not a complete impossibility to see um, from barrier nine them go to the top. And if you're going to the top with 51 kilos, I always want to have something on. Okay. That's just how we punt. So um, not expecting him to win, but over 30 to one, I've marked cable guy 19 bucks. We can have something very small on. Okay, sure. Okay, sure. But Pambella each way, probably my favorite bet of the day. Okay. So well for me, race seven, the Australia Day trophy. Dig. Here we go. Mm. 1,500 metres, it's another $100,000 race. The guru is licking his lips because he has the second fave. Dig deep, the people's horse. The champ, he uh, he will be chasing a third straight victory, having taken out the Easingwold $100,000 race two weeks back. The feeder race into this. Um, most people will be aware that Son of a God was three and four deep the entire punching in that particular race and still held on to finish 0.7 lengths behind Dig Deep, who did enjoy a more favourable passage in transit. So it's no surprise that when the markets were released yesterday that um, the market significantly, significantly favoured Son of a God to uh, to turn the tables and, and make amends for having real no real luck in the easing world last start, Terry. Yeah, I... Um if well, I'm going to be doing my lays shortly. Um, I would be making at that price. I would be putting up five fifty, six bucks dig deep, expecting him to trade seven, eight dollars late type thing. I won't be doing that though. Obviously, we won't be laying the champ. Um, but um, look at if you are going to back dig deep, and I, I would highly recommend if you, especially if you've had a fill at his last couple of runs. Sometimes you've got to know when it's time to um, sort of uh, cut the cord from a punting point of view. Know uh, when to fold him. Yeah, I've got I've got him seven dollars twenty here. He's currently four. 20 look I, I think we might even see above that on betfair which will mean i'll probably have something small on but um look, we were somewhat confident in his last couple um this just doesn't look the setup it's just very simply son of a god if he holds form the milliards going again now 
there's no real way that son of a god should be getting beaten with normal luck. Um, I'm not diving at a dollar ninety five by any stretch of, well, the even money which is just uh, flucked to on my screen in front of me. But look, even if something does go wrong with son of a god, do you know the horse who now gets the weight swing, probably the jockey upgrade, and probably stalks dig deep to some degree and comes at him late, and who's had no luck, and that's Luke's, Luke's gold. gold. So if the race does eventuate, that it does turn into a race for the back markers. Luke's gold is probably the one that can get past Dig Deep too. But the one thing we mentioned before, the one thing we touched on before, is that the big fella has some real fighting qualities and that's something you can't quantify with data and you can't quantify um, in a racing sense. So um, look, from a punning point of view, I'll be staying out of this race, but I'll be obviously very, very uh, passionate the cheering for Dig Deep because if he can do, win, do you honestly, can win do you honestly think he's going to double in price? Bet fair late. I think so, yeah. Really? Yeah, I think we'll see. I reckon you'll at least see 650, 660 late. At least he's four twenty at the moment, so I reckon you'll at least be seeing something very close to seven bucks. So late. who's son of a god trades a dollar eighty, right? Dollar seventy eight, dollar eighty type thing. You're talking yeah. that's 60 percent of your market. Yep. Laurentino holds price that's seventy percent of your market. Luke's gold, I don't think gets much above ten bucks. That's eighty percent of your market. Um, Red Publisher, she's a light. They don't go too far out. Um, so yeah, you've got to fit dig deep into your remaining 10, 14 percent type thing. So mm. that's what I think will occur. That's what I think will occur, but. Um, We'll find out. Definitely a better price late. Okay. If you, if, if you were going to back him and he starts shorter than 420, I'll pay the difference. <laughs> <laughs> That's how confident I am that this is the lowest price he will be throughout 420. So son of a god. Looks yeah. looks a perfect setup for him, doesn't Certainly it? Certainly does, yeah. Do you know the horse who I think is going to improve and I'm surprised he's at the big price? I do. I've seen your leg up. So <laughs> <laughs> Abdicator. Yeah, um, the stable's known for the uh, basically a horse will get beaten a thousand and then come out next start and win by four. What was the horse yesterday? So Accelerate. Accelerate. Yeah, so that is that is their strength. Uh, Mitchell going back on. I yep. think it might have been a trial last time out. But um, no, look, I uh, I can see where you're coming from there. I'm just going to grab my price for, uh, for Abdicator here. What have I got Abdicator? Yeah, I got Abdicator $21. Mm. Purely on the trust I have with the stable being able to improve them so, so rapidly. Um, and you're currently talking. Let's look at the whole price. You're currently talking eight dollars a hole, mm. so you're probably running for third or fourth there. I'd suggest, but might, um, might be like what you mentioned before. One start might be a one start too early setup for Abdicator, but at his best, he's a class horse. He just popped. He popped on a sort of strong tempo the other day. I reckon he's um, Darren McCullough will have got the got the work into him. Uh, Mitchell Pateman going on is always a, a benefit for the, this type of horse. Impressive racing, Mitchell Pateman, good combination. I think Abdicator is well over the odds, and he could be my could be a little bit of madness oh, later he, in the show. I dare say we might even be uh, aligning on the madness there. But um, if you go back um, through some of Abdicator's form, it was it was against the good horses yep. in, in the weight for age races, and he, he wasn't disgraced by any stretch uh, the imagination. So uh, look, if you're looking for a speculatory um, little play there, I think there are far, far, far worse horses to back than Abdicator, especially when you're getting nearly ten bucks for a top three hole. Good Ascot, 1500 meter profile exactly as well. Right. So moving forward, second up last campaign was six beaten, uh, six out of thirteen in a Hyperion, so pretty good form. Yep. Race eight. Uh, oh, sorry. Before we go, I was um, I was two twenty. Son of a god. Do you think I'll cop that? Or? I was even money flat, but I could have had him dollar. I've told the yeah. lads I could have had this dollar fifty. To yep. be honest with you, so yep. um, I'm staying out. Nothing's gonna. I'm not. I'm not interested. What happens here? I'm purely putting my owner's hat on here. Mm -hmm. Might have a little abdicator spec if I'm feeling. Um, 
adventurous. <laughs> Didn't know what I was trying to say then. Race 8, BJ. The Morley Growers Market Handicap. Um, interesting little event here, which will bring together uh, your 60-plus rated gallopers. Um, the For me, the uh, the draw in this event has made it with Tommy Blue drawing 14. Uh, how have you got the speed map looking here, BJ? I thought they might look to be positive with inflation first up, come across yep. from 11, uh, work forward, Tommy Blue can tag inflation across, inflation finds the rail in front eventually, Tommy Blue outside leader, similar to position to what William Pike and Tommy Blue found themselves in from gate seven, second up at Pinjarra last start. That's my map. Um, did you have anything else wanting to lead? Nope. And mm. not only that, so we often say, so we often say oh, there's no other leaders in the race, but do you know what about this race? There isn't any potential yeah. speed in this race. Pro consent first up, carrying the grandstand. Mastering has led over race. So that's one. Okay, that is potentially one, but didn't jump very well. Stormy Ruler, Luke's Choice, Apollo. Grand Design has gone forward from one. I think they'll be happier with the sit. My laner is questionable past 1,000, so at 1,200, they obviously won't be going forward. Absolute alien from Mars they, and Regal Poise. There's no, there's no speed. There's, there's, no, speed. No, there's no potential for speed. Um, so Tommy Blue should be finding the breeze, if not remember rail. That, remember that time where we we thought Grand Design was immoral and Joey has already led on it? <laughs> Grand Design is never ever going to be called immoral ever 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 again. I've he's gone in the uh, she's gone in the bin. Yeah, for me. So yeah, they're, they're, uh, yeah, exactly, Terry. There's no there's no pace, so it has to be a inflation attack with Tommy Blue. And if inflation doesn't attack, then Tommy Blue might even be able to sort of could scoot be. across and she find the be. rail in front. Yeah. She could do, yeah. There's a fair run from the 1,200 metres to the first turn. Um, she was sort of slowly away first up um, when she had a little bit of let up. And then at her most recent outing when she found the breeze outside Klondike, Kenny. Uh, yeah, which talk about no speed. That was yeah, a- well, exactly right. And uh, I thought she absolutely savaged the line and went super there. But... Um, yeah, she wasn't even she wasn't that quick away then either. It was just the fact that she was able to muster and get there, which she should be able to do again here. Um, but yeah, the, the jury's out. The jury's out from that gate. I think uh, I've marked her three fifty, so the three thirty around at the moment is is pretty accurate. But um, one fluck I wanted to tell you about Mickey Blue Eyes, who uh, old Stevie Wonder could have seen how big uh, Mickey was at um, at uh, his wa debut um i think most people would have marked him an equal favorite a second favorite a, you know very heavy in the market the green green tab had gone up 10 bucks this morning bj unfortunately not quick enough to take advantage of those type of numbers but i'll tell you what if, if we could have got a hold of the 10 bucks we would have done some um we would have done some bad things to the ten dollars. I reckon you'll find each way, BJ. Um, absolutely, the eye catcher of the day. Um, just about um, hasn't won for a long time. Eight hundred forty-seven days. A typical Jan Jemmy purchase. Um, geez, they just keep wheeling them out, don't they? From over east, other people are trying and bringing horses across. And did a lot you go of the back, time, they did don't you go turn back up. through its early form. I did, yeah. It ran, ran in the McKinnon yep. that trap for fools. Yeah, no, it's the the num the the names are there, and the main thing, the main reason I went back through its early form was to see if it could jump. It's yeah. got barrier four here. I'm like, where are we putting it? Can we put it one one, or do we have to be further back? And Mickey Blue Eyes has shown the ability to get out the gates okay. So while we don't necessarily want to use the gate too much, we want to still you keep that you, big finishing burst. You kind of have to, though. Um, I think you kind of have to in this type of race. So um, yeah, look, Mickey Blue Eyes has to be hard to beat, but the one. That's come up as a bet for me. I've marked uh, Regal Poise, uh, $5.50, $5.80. I've got it in front of me. Something around that mark. Uh, 11 12 bucks is currently available. Prior form to last run was just okay, you know, moderate, okay. 
big things here, apart from you got the form stable and Danny Morton. He hasn't got too many runners at the moment, but they're all just running big races. Chrissy Parnham is the form jockey in WA, comfortably at the moment. You've drawn barrier two. But just purely, purely, purely on her last run, I doing my replays the other day um, for Pinjara on the 14th, nine days ago, that is one of the more just just one of the more unbelievable runs I have seen. Sean O'Donnell got caught for – the stewards actually reeled him in about it because the ride was that questionable, yeah, I guess, questionable, is the word I've got yeah. to use. Um, so she sat four deep the trip, no cover, in absolute no man's land. He's sort of gone, oh, I've, I've cooked this a bit. Then on the turn, instead of just continuing on with the run and going wide and letting her run on, he's tried to jag back underneath horses, and she was bolting. He's jagged back underneath horses um, and then found trouble in the straight again, and it was just – it was just one of the most amazing. He actually said when asked later, um, the stewards asked him, he said, I didn't quite realise how much horse I actually had underneath me. It was just... Mate, there is paragraphs in the stewards there report is, about yeah, this ride. It, there, is, it was... Yeah. Oh, it was yeah. like he had a jetpack on and he didn't know what to do with it, was it? It was, it was oh, like yeah. The horse was just ready to absolutely explode. Uh, yeah, it was, it was one of the more incredible things. If you haven't had a chance to watch the replay, listeners, Regal Poise at Pinjarra last night, it was... Uh, the only thing I'll say I don't think you, you, yeah, like, you won't be able to not back her if you watch it. That's exactly. the thing. From the gate with Chris on in a race without a huge amount of depth after the top two, I just I can't find a way not to back her yeah. purely on that run. So, gee whiz, she ran the third quickest last 200 of the day despite <laughs> Sean sitting up and finding trouble in the straight again as well. Like her run, if you purely just look at that run, she's favourite here from barrier two. Like, like I don't, you I just don't, look at that run. I don't want to like rub salt into the wounds here of Sean O'Donnell, but he's kind of lucky he didn't get in a bit more serious trouble. Like it was <laughs> it's a Barry Crocker. Yeah, it was it was a it was It looks like he's, it looks I mean this, this will sound wrong, but it looks it, like he pulled it up. It looked like an old fashioned yeah. sort of uh It looks like he said, Oh, this yeah. isn't winning today. Yeah. Like going um yeah, I I think in, in days gone by that that could have a, a, yeah. attracted a significant inquiry. So um and oh, yeah, I message, yeah, yeah. yeah. So that's it was it'll be the worst ride of twenty twenty one if it, yeah it was Well it's 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 the um number no, no one seed at the moment, isn't it? Yeah, it's it's gonna <laughs> it's gonna be hard to go past, I tell you what. But uh, look, eleven bucks each way. Um her previous form's been okay and only okay. Like we sort of thought that's how good she is we can see that now but um, yeah. look trial was good first up run down the straight was okay and i'm happy just for getting straight runs some horses and i don't think she's the type of horse because she likes covering to explode late yep. um but just just on that run chris parnham danny morton barrier two 54 and a half after tommy blue and mickey blue eyes i i haven't got i just haven't got anything else strong in the market there's, um, not, there's nothing there is there? no look each way all day at 11 bucks I'm, I'm really 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 happy having a pretty good each way bet here um so that's me yeah i'm i'm a, pretty much in full agreement with you terry even though i tipped tommy blue in in the leg up i um doing the form going back through tommy blues three old uh three old performances peak ratings on, on her best, she j- begins well, sort of looks to control the race from on top of the speed and has got so much class that she just has to be the the horse to be, especially with William Pike on the saddle and especially with um, coming off that, just how strong she was at the end of that race at Pinjarra the other day. In saying that, though, the runs are being spaced. They're... Um, there's obviously there's something not quite right there with this particular horse, and has come you know, has come up. Well, actually, the 340 is 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 short is longer than what 
that's the currently available. Sorry, this is, is longer than what I had her. But um, but yeah, she, she she goes on top for me. But like Terry, I thought Mickey Blue Eyes and Regal Poise were the, the two horses that could upset the apple cart. Two of the um, more eye-catching runs you'll see, Mickey Blue Eyes and Regal Poise. I do have a philosophy question for you here, oh, Terry. Oh, God, I love philosophy questions. Mickey Blue Eyes. Mm. Now... Went back through that race. It was it was such a good run because it was against the grain of the, of the of the whole way that that race panned out. I think everything that ran first, second, third, or fourth either followed the rail or was close to the rail or, or whatever. And um, Mickey Blue Eyes was was uh, back wide around launched. Now, did Mickey Blue Eyes perform so well? because he was ridden cold from gate 13 and ridden like, let's get back and run on and we'll get him next start. And then what does that mean when then you ask the horse to begin from gate four, use it a bit early to to hold a position? Did the horse go so well because it was ridden so carefree last start and then the day that you want to actually put it in the race and attack, will it still be able to finish the race off with the same venom? No, very simply no. Horses have not not many horses can do it from um, from both ends, as we uh, as we often say. Certain horses, I believe, every horse. And one of my biggest things over the journey has been every horse has its own set of characteristics. Not many horses will lead a race and then come from last and win a race next week or next campaign. They've got one strength or the other. Going back through Mickey's uh, form and history, I think Mickey Blue Eyes' strength is definitely being ridden with some patience. So you'd like to see him use the gate, but you'd also like to see him. You'd like to see Sean McGrady probably just come out and just be a happy horse in 6th, 8th, even if it's 10th, even if they do have to get further back than they'd probably initially anticipated. Just on that run as well, it might be a little bit similar to Queen Takes King in the fact that if you look at the horses running on behind Excellent Dream, Luke's Choice, Felion Machine, uh, Marachino, they were all looking for gaps on the rail. None of them got real, a full head of steam up on that rail while Mickey Blue Eyes was kept quiet, dead quiet run, pulled out late and was entitled to run on um, as as he did. So, And, and also with these cast-offs, like Ganjimi racing target sees Eastern States cast offs, but they're being cast off for a reason. Like the form is poor, and being beaten 43 lengths at Donald suggests that something's not quite right with this horse, right? Exactly. So, right. so that means that when you when you look after them early in races, they've got and they're happy, like you said, they can give you something late. Mm-hmm. But then when you apply pressure to them early in the race, do they succumb to that pressure? And fall apart late, or do they? Uh, is Mickey Blue Eyes, you know, is he strong enough to be able to handle that and still compete? Well, I think in an individual case, we don't know. Um, yeah. I think a lot of people will be happy speculating on the fact that they want to take on Tommy from the gates yeah. um, with question marks and the fact that there's no real depth to this race. As I said, Regal Poise comes up an easy bet for me, and that probably shows you how little depth there is to this race. So you can speculate on the visitor. Um, and that's why we, we've both marked. You've got a Mickey Blue Eyes four bucks? Yeah, yeah, I was $5, second favorite. Yeah. $5. So I'm $4.30, yeah. Mickey yeah. Blue Eyes. So I'm not, I'm not far away way with you as well and a lot and of that is just- regal poise was um was seven dollars third yep. favorite yeah yeah so i mean that's yeah that's where we're at in that sense but um yeah I'm, I'm a firm firm believer it's why i actually didn't mind a horse called advocate yesterday didn't win the race i believe if pikey stays three wide line probably does win the race it was won by down force um advocate was ridden leaders back prior start and it'd been ridden closer all campaign and it just it, it's not for me how advocate does um her best racing her, yeah. um how advocate does her best racing so with pike on from a wide gate with a track that we thought was going to suit horses off speed um <clears throat> i was pretty keen um she could run a race and while she was beaten a long way she was held up the entire straight and you knew she was bolting so it was the right tactic it just didn't work out on the day so horses have individual characteristics um not many can go and lead and then come out a week later and, and come from last the ones that can do that are pretty nice horses mm. wouldn't mind a share in those 
They're pretty brave. They are. Anyway, BJ, enjoy this preview thus far. It's a, it's a good betting card. A couple of good each bow plays. But do you know what I'm going to enjoy the most? It's the Get Out Stakes, BJ. That's the S-T-E-A-K-S. <laughs> Just had to close my eyes to spell that out. Uh, the Get Out Stakes. Who's the Get Out Stakes brought to us by? Brought to you by, well, the extremely popular Get Out Stakes. Extremely popular. Is brought to you by Market City Meats, the largest retail butcher shop in Perth. Locate, you can find Market City Meats at the Canningvale Markets, Bannister Road. So drop in Timmy Hewitt and his team. They run the show. Swing past, um, stock up. Bloody outstanding uh, setup they've got out there at Market City Meats. Timmy and his team, they'll take the best of care with you. So, and all your small goods needs too, Terry. So congratulations oh. to episode 59 winner, Russell Keegan. Got on you, Russell. Mm. He's been... he's been Kevin's uh, brother. He's been... Used to coach Newcastle. He did, yeah. Man City. Striker, Kevin Keegan. Kevin Keegan, yeah, he was. Played for Liverpool. Wasn't there like a Kevin Keegan video game? Don't know. I reckon there was. Kevin Keegan soccer? Don't know. Yeah. Surely he doesn't deserve his own video Google, game. Google, Google, Google. Yeah, I reckon well, he did. Okay. Um, Russell Keegan, he has been trying for a long time to win the Get Out Stakes, and he finally saluted with um, on last week's edition, episode 59 of the 1 1. So, congratulations, Russell. I hope you uh, enjoyed those succulent gourmet steaks from Market City Meats. Now, to enter. How'd it go? Is Kevin, there a- Kevin Keegan, player manager. Yes. I used to. I didn't mind a bit of football manager back in my day, actually. She was called championship manager. I used to play for hours on end as probably a 13-year-old uh, youngster. I used to absolutely love my EPL. I reckon it was a... It was I wouldn't watched a game in five years. Nintendo, Super Nintendo. Yeah, game. it looked Super Nintendo. Yeah. A bit blocky. A bit blocky, yeah. yeah. a little bit Paul wilson So, hang on. You were an EPL fan? Who was, was, who was your team? West Ham. West Ham. Yeah. I've been blowing bubbles, BJ. Pretty <laughs> bubbles in the air. Did you go to a West Ham game? I did go to a West Ham game. I also went to a little bit of a very quick story for yeah. you. I lived in Blackpool for eight months as a youngster and um, just working in the bars and um, seeing which women would talk to me. And I... Playing, um, were you playing county cricket or...? <laughs> no, I wasn't playing <laughs> county cricket. None of me flags are in England. Um, but we went to... Uh, we, made, we became friends with the Blackpool football firm. Fairly rough old bunch. Yeah. Um, yeah, we made sure if they came in for a drink, they always got an extra shot of vodka or this or that, just so they didn't beat us up. Mm. And we went to a game with them once, and we're going through the doors, and we had the they gave us their Blackpool scarves and everything. And they're like, all right, lads, like like you see in the movies, put these around your head. And we're like, what? And they're like, yeah, put them around your head so they can't see who we are. And I thought, oh, geez, what's going on here? So, um, luckily enough, we left straight after the game and didn't get involved in the uh, whatever they went to go and get involved in. But what you see in the movies and what you see and hear about, it's, it's bang on. Like it's it's actually what occurs. You reckon like, they would have? They planned. Yeah, they they said we're planning to kick off. Like they text each other yeah like the whatever team they were playing Preston North End I think they were just like planning where they're going to kick off that night for a, it's some scuffles yeah just for a scuffle yeah, yeah. good buddy where are we where are we uh, kicking off tonight yep sounds good no problems see you there incredible yep Preston North End came to town one end in the uh, one day and um, the firm rolled through Blackpool just smashing windows and stuff <laughs> like just, just terrorising the town like it's yeah, it's a different mentality. <laughs> they I love, love a, I they love a scrap <laughs> over there. They, they do love a scrap. They love yeah, a scrap. They're they a fighting do. island nation over there, yeah, aren't they? They are. love it. So if getting back to the get-out stakes, if you want to enter, please let us know who you think will win race nine at Ascot on Saturday. The winner, decimal winning margin, two decimal places preferred. Send it to us at the 1-1 pod on Twitter. You can be in the running for $50 worth of gourmet meat from Market City Meats. Remembering, Terry, the Sam White rule. First in, best dressed. Correct. All right. The get out.
Get out stakes, BJ, and we have the quickest, quickest horse over the 1,000 metres in WA. I'd suggest Mervyn might have something to say about that, but um, over the first 100, We've Got Dreams is uh, an absolute speedster over the short course. Really intriguing map here, and there's two ways... I think you can decipher this map. One, that we've got dreams will cop a bit of pressure um, and have to work pretty hard to find the top. That's because of Cramden in 10, like Captain Kink in 9, Tranquilus Sunrise in 7. Uh, I don't think we need to look any further speed-wise. Speeding, speeding Comet. Speeding Comet and Pearls and Prawns on there, David. I don't think they're capable of going with those few. So if we've got dreams can get across, and um, especially with Cramden and Tranquilus Sunrise, the two chasing... Geez, they'll act as fairly large old roadblocks, won't they, for the remainder of the field? Um, I think it's a great claim by Michael Lane to put Matty Derrick on top. And look, I, I don't really think we, I don't need to go much further than that. I'm, I'm happy having a pretty good investment. Um, we've got dreams. I've marked her in the twos. She's currently low threes. I think she'll be the supported runner. The only other horse I've marked under 10 to 1, and I've got Captain King $5.20. Yep. So um, we saved this morning at 8 9 bucks, still seven fifty um, type thing around. It's, it's a really easy play for me. If you say you're talking a seven-unit bet, it would be six units. We've got dreams and just the one on Captain King to get your money back. And um, they're the two up-and-comers who are just speedsters over the 1,000 metres. Um, and I don't think we need to look any further. Um, oh, I have, I have, Hang on. I have one theory. Yep. That I need to. That one thing that I will be doing this entire prep is I'll be backing Speeding Comet every start for the win only. Late bet fair. I think we'll see some 40, 45 bucks late. She'll win one. I'm um, just going to make sure we're on when she does. So yep. just a very small spec Speeding Comet at any price. So you mentioned those two horses. Yes. Now the market has found like a Jaguar very strong. 360, 370 at the moment. Not for me. Just out of curiosity, what price? Uh, 11 bucks. Okay. Like a Jaguar. I think Chrissy Parnham has ridden her pretty well. Um, or campaign, I'm still, yeah, I'm still coming to terms with with uh, associating him pretty well. Sorry, I'm still coming to terms with associating like a Jaguar as a 72 plus horse, if that makes sense. Um, but he's a 72 Raider in a 72 plus, which I always love to see. His maps pretty nicely. Look, if they overcook it, he's the one that will probably land and and, and could go past them. But flying, um, flying like a Jaguar at the moment. Yeah, just fly, just going okay. Just not fly. I don't know. I don't know if for, flying, for him. Yeah, for, for him. him he's, yes, for him. Exactly right. He's been up a while now. Um, Neville's is yeah, fly, he's, yeah, he's, he's good too. He's so, good, yeah, I can see it, but it's one I've probably got a bit long in my market. In all fairness, but um, yeah, it was never a horse I was going to look at here. Yeah, no, he's he's um. He's longer than oh, – I'm pretty keen on We've Got Dreams as well. Gee, that uh, lead-up Larkhill January 11 trial win was explosive. Kira Yule just made sure that We've Got Dreams got the workout. She required on that particular day. Michael Lane's obviously got this mare breathing fire. She's beaten much better fields than this. We've Got Dreams. Maddie Derrick, don't panic. Just just keep her where just she's roll. comfortable. Just roll. Just roll. Even if you have to be – Two and a half wide the whole way, or whatever it is. Just she did that last campaign yep. with Kira Yule on when beating Badger Courage. She She's, won that race. She just, just, uh, just so fast. Yep. Uh, we've got dreams. You're right. The claim, 57 kgs. Uh, yeah, like good, good luck if she, if she gets out and is in a rhythm, like in full full head of steam up swinging into the ascot straight good luck especially if 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 she's got a full head of steam up and tranquilla sunrise and crammed and who hopefully gets out the gates this time a gasping um, if gasping, gasping for and stopping like she could have three on them yep. and everything's coming around them and having to make sustained runs like yeah good luck now she looks your um yeah she looks she looks like she could go on with it as well captain king the value for me as well yeah yep i had him what price did you say 
He was seven seven fifty now. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, I had them sort of two seventy to five bucks type thing. So, yep. um, I was fairly opinionated that the two four year old, uh, the two four year olds were the were the ones to beat. I both had, I had Captain Kink and like a Jaguar, both six dollars. Okay, we've got dreams three dollars. Yep. So, um, but for me, I think this is. Uh, this is uh, we've got dreams should just dominate these I think and Captain King really good horse um, and Brett Pope winner at Ascot yesterday I think that yeah, was his did. first in a while he did we had something on that when the track started playing that way you had to be on like when it was suiting horses coming wide I had something on at the eleven bucks I think it traded five bucks come yeah, down it was which was understandable hope. yeah um, which was understandable but um, yeah we uh and mitchy mitchy payment had to get every last well, ounce he certainly did what was coming at him safe late? To oh, make I, up. I laid that too safe to make up so yeah it was coming at him late safe to make up but um no mitchy payment dug deep and um yeah he got the best out of him so it's the first time he's won away from pinjara Faisal. Faisal, okay. Previous wins were all at Pinjara. Well, he deserved that. He's been a bit. He's been racing well without luck. So, mm. and maybe this is the um, just what Brett, the Brett Pope yard needed. The catalyst. Good word mm, to springboard you. them into 2021 and a successful period here for the uh, Pinjara base yard. So that that's it. Race nine. We've got dreams. Strong. Very strong. Okay. Time for our Betfair best betting proposition of the day. Guru, what did you come up with? We will go with We've Got Dreams in the last. Um, yeah, I think it's the one where the, the value is still there. Um, I like backing quick horses that run fast, fresh. So We've Got Dreams in the last. Something starting with the three. Bob's your uncle. Gary. Gary. Gary, get on. Get on. All right. Uh, my best was Universal Pleasure when I released my preview this morning. The price is sort of uh, underneath my quote at the moment so it's 270 so the the bit of meat on the bone was sort of snapped up pretty quickly but i still think universal pleasure would be hard to beat but from a betting point of view i agree with terry my value runner from the uh, price that i assessed it to what's available currently in the last we've got dreams of top weight all right and bj what's your mandy i feel like i'm <laughs> big chance of stealing your thunder here mandy was that's right so we're going to go maddie and best bet this best betting proposition of the day are the same, but my Maddie yeah, is that's a, that's a first. It's my Maddie is uh, Abdicator, race seven, number two, on his very very best form. Um, that forty one dollars is is madness, insane, really, and um, I think that might even sharpen up closer we get to start time. Yep, the uh, the eight dollars a place in particular there is actually a price which um, probably comes up an actual bet. Uh, just to mix it up, I'll go with Cable Guy. I'm going to have something on Cable Guy. Was that all Speeding Comet? But I've got my best in the last already. But I'm going to follow Speeding Comet every run going forward. I think there was major excuses last start, but um, yeah, Cable Guy, Cash on, especially if they're aggressive with fifty one. Um, his best form probably wins it, but uh, it's probably a bit of a stretch to expect best form, but. Keshaw has been good to be in the country, so we're going to stick with Keshaw. BJ, what's your lay of the day? My lay comes up in race six, the 1800-meter race, number three, Queen takes King. Currently 280. I imagine it's probably going to hold that position. It's probably going to have a two in front of it, especially with Pike on board from a good stable and flashing lights, first up run. I had her, um, her I think Queen takes King, uh, $4 chance. She's 270, 280 at the moment, so she's my lay of the day. 
Jemison, I've got Jemison seven bucks. Don't think it's a long enough freshen up post the eighteen hundred meters to go with um, one very quick horse and one very promising horse. So um, Jemison around about three dollars thirty, three dollars forty uh, will be my lay of the day, and there will be a stack of others, BJ, which will probably be up before the podcast goes to air. Flashing red lights. Flashing red lights. Yeah. I love that. I love yeah. that. I'm not very good at the emoji game. It takes me forever to figure them out. But uh, I'm big on that one. The hardest part is when I want to lay that many, trying to fit them all into the right, into that many characters. So I have to sort of abbreviate this and that. So anyway, um, there will be a stack of them. I'm, um, I've, I've, I'm pretty excited about this, mate. Okay, that brings the preview for episode 60 to a close, Terry. <laughs> Thank you.